You're listening to Autumn on the Air, the weekly podcast that brings you conversations about the impact of research commercialization and the people who make it happen. Join us for interviews with patent and licensing professionals, innovators, entrepreneurs, and tech transfer leaders on the issues and trends that matter most. Keep listening for an inside track on the people, IP policies, and politics changing our world. Welcome to another exciting episode of Autumn on the Air. In honor of Hispanic Heritage Month, we are proud to present a series that spotlights Hispanic entrepreneurs and innovators who are making remarkable strides in their respective fields. Today, we're joined by Byron Rojas, a graduate of Escuela Superior Politecnica del Litoral, a public university in Ecuador with a background in electronic engineering. Byron has pioneered cutting-edge innovations in data transmission, cellular network infrastructure, and smart metering technology. He is the founder of Easy Metering, a company that is reshaping the energy sector. Welcome, Byron. I'm so excited to have you here on the air. Hey, Lisa. Thank you for having me here. Well, Byron, um, you have had an amazing journey, and I'm very excited to have you on the podcast today. And we have a lot to talk about, so... Let's go ahead and get started. And I think, Byron, one of the things that I think is so interesting to me is your journey from graduating as an electronic engineer to then becoming the founder of Easy Metering SA and Easy Metering LLC. Can you tell us um, what inspired you to start your own ventures in the field of data transmission and telecommunications? Thank you for the question. The, I think that the journey is very important in the life of of entrepreneur, you know, uh, and uh, I would like to 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 say that I am from Ecuador. I have more than twenty five years of professional experience. I have a technical background, telecom framework, computer science, data network transmission, and especially in cellular technology. Uh, and when event uh, occurred in in Ecuador in nineties, is that we have. Uh, we had the first generation of cellular digital data network uh, technology. It is a very great uh, event that was part of my inspiration uh, to become an innovator in the cellular space. Uh, I consider myself not only a creative person, but also a passionate uh, in my first four years uh, where as an employee, and the rest of my life, I has been working on my ventures. Uh, in 1969, when I made my investigation work in order to get my degree, uh, I, de- I developed the following topic, how to transmit data using cellular network. Uh, it is very interesting because in those days, cellular service were offered only to make calls and send little messages. It's not available, was not available for uh, sending uh, data packets. Uh, but this is interesting because Ecuador uh, was the f- uh, was an early adopter of this kind of technology. And the, why? 
Uh, in the 90s, BellSau was a mobile network operator, and you know, BellSau uh, uh, was an uh, American company, but it was operator in Ecuador. And this company uh, has deployed the first version of cellular, of this cellular digital network for packet data transmission. And Ecuador, uh, in Ecuador, uh, another company, another startup company was created to provide add value services to different industries uh, like banks, credit card, utilities, home security system, and other applications using the cellular data from Bell Saudi. It is an interesting um, uh, story because uh, I was in my graduating age and I was selected for this company to work. And it, it, it is a remarkable um, a milestone in my life because I have uh, I had a fast evolution uh, and I was prom uh, promoted in my third year uh, to become an international business development manager because this company this startup company uh, was expanded for other countries in Latin America and it is amazing because. Uh, we had a very good integration of different devices uh, like automatic terrain machine, for example, using cellular data network. And Ericsson, uh, like all integration that we uh, were doing in those days, and Ericsson invited uh, this startup company to participate in promoting and selling this novel cellular data infrastructure to other mobile network operators in Latin America countries. It is an amazing um, uh, and valuable opportunity that I had because uh, I have opportunity to sell infrastructure, not only uh, products integrated to the cellular, but also to sell infrastructure, cellular infrastructure, the first generation of cellular data. It is amazing opportunity that I had uh, and, uh, and when I was visiting different countries, different customers, different industries, I detected my first opportunity in the credit card companies because they uh, lost too much money because their terminals used in, in those days uh, use uh, telephone lines, wired telephone lines in the 90s, in the 80s, you, you know, you remember that. Yeah. Uh, and when rains come down, the, the telephone line uh, was affected and the connection of credit the connection. Card, yeah, it, it was a very big problem for credit card companies and for business and for uh, for stores because uh, they couldn't connect and make the complete uh, of transactions and lose uh, a big big uh, money you know uh, and this is um, the reason why in 1999 I created my job and I, and I started my own venture in order to attend this special opportunity in the credit card industry. I created a device that is possible to convert the telephone line signals to the new the cellular digital data network in those days. It is amazing because that's a great story. Yeah, and but um, during my career, I, I created and provided a, a different products and services for different industries. But my uh, successful business is simmering. Is uh, and 
In fact, uh, today, my current inspiration is to contribute uh, to, uh, to, to, to contribute with the new clean energy economy through, through the electric utilities business modernization. It's very, I think that is a very, very um, a good, um, very big challenge that I have because it's a very special sector in the economy, electric utilities, they are a special sector. And you know, Lisa, that uh, uh, electric utilities use uh, uh, power meters in order to read uh, the energy consumed, right? And they install power meters in houses and buildings and industries. Uh, and I, in, this is the reason why, uh, in my personal opinion, I consider that the power meter plays an important role not only in the utility business, it's not only for utility, but also I think that is very important uh, in the global energy economy because it's the unique device used uh, for selling and buying energy. It's the unique device used for this uh, purpose. And it is very important uh, to, to have, uh, uh, to keep in mind because it, it, it it is important, important element in the economy. Um, in addition, I think that the current smart metering technology that the uh, electric utilities uh, are using uh, around the world, not only here in the United States, around the world, uh, this technology does not provide enough value to the economy. Uh, smart meter technology provides more benefits for utilities and very low benefit for energy consumers. This is the reason why I founded uh, Easy Mirroring in Guayaquil, Ecuador in 2010. And recently, two years ago, during my pandemic situation, during the, the pandemic situation, uh, Easy Mirroring landed in the United States. Uh, and I have my office, my headquarters right now, located in Boca Raton at the Research Park at Florida Atlantic University. And my company is part of the Global Venture Program. It is a Florida Atlantic University initiative created to receive interest in international tech companies uh, with the potential to impact in the national and international economy. And I think that Easy Mirroring is a very good example because we are trying to disrupt the utility economy in, 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 in international market, not only in, in our country, in, in my country, uh, but also in the United States and the rest of the world, if it's possible. And Easy Mirroring uh, is an easy to use, a scalable, reliable software connectivity cloud solution to manage smart meters and grid devices using 4G, 5G cellular technology. And this solution is designed to support electric utilities and energy vendors of any size located anywhere of the world. Uh, in fact, we, we can attend utilities from Europe uh, and it is very simple, uh, our business, for example, we, we can attend different utilities around the world because we sell meters, smart meters, uh, to electric utilities and they configure and they active the meters uh, and the meters use the cellular networks because we are connected around the world uh, and meters send the data through uh, more than 400 mobile uh, network operators around the world and send the data to the cloud and utilities 
uh, has uh, utility have access to our platform in order to manage and get in, uh, energy information. It is that technology that we are providing right now. It is easy to make that's just an incredible story. And, and so I'm, I'm thinking I was recently earlier this year in March in, in South Africa, and you might be aware of some of the issues that they have in South Africa with utilities. And uh, one of the things I experienced there was what they call load shedding, you know, where certain oh. times a day, yes, the, the, there's no electricity because there's just simply problems with the utility. And, and it sounds like your company and your device is something that could help a utility or the utilities such as in South Africa with a, a load shedding problem. Yeah, it, it, it is a very complicated situation. Very complicated. For the world, not only for for developed uh, countries. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Byron, I wanted to switch gears a little bit. You know, we're celebrating Hispanic Heritage Month now and could you share with us how your Hispanic heritage has shaped your values? You obviously have a tremendous work ethic, as well as your approach to entrepreneurship. Uh, of course, uh, I think that this is a very interesting question and involves uh, a very high responsibility because, you know, when you are talking about uh, uh, it is a culture question, you know, and I think that uh, def definitely my values are based on my uh, Hispanic heritage because we are essentially Catholic and I am sure that my values come from my very good education uh, when I was a child where my mother's family played an important role in my life. Yeah, and I think that uh, entire uh, continent of America continent uh, we, we have the same roots in terms of uh, religion, beliefs, uh, we are Christian, yeah. And I think that behind of, the, uh, of this, uh, I learned to be a, a, a honest person. And I think that honest and competence, they are connected, yeah. I think that uh, when you are honest, you are a competitive person. And I think uh, that I am a competitive person too. Um, my company uh, uh, represents a, a very good example uh, to the value of ethic in the world, in, in, the, in, in our work. Uh, it is very important because uh, when you want to compete with high or with big, big uh, companies, I think that uh, you need to have a very good values. Uh, it is the base in order to compete in the market. Um, another another thing um, that I, I, another thing talking about entrepreneurship. Uh, I think that the market freedom uh, it is a very good topic because in Latin America countries. Uh, the market freedom is um, it's very low, the freedom, uh, in, because I, I mean that when you have a very good constitution, I think that the United States have uh, a very good constitution is a, because provide freedom uh, or more freedom than other countries in order to uh, to to make business. And I think that is very important because in our countries, uh, 
entrepreneurs like uh, me, we have to overcome too many barriers. And it's normal uh, to see uh, people trying to create business. And I think that the bad economic conditions in some countries, like in Latin America region, usually too many people feel obligated to try to create a business based on necessities, not on real opportunity. This is a problem because uh, uh, when you when you try to do business uh, for necessities, it is very complicated to have uh, uh, success. It, it is a very complicated. But in fact, I see, I, I think that uh, in my case, I couldn't, I could uh, to see a very good opportunity uh, in, in the market. And it is the reason why um, I, I am, I am creating this, uh, um, I am trying to develop uh, my company now. So Byron, I wanted to go back and talk a little bit more about your journey because it's such a fascinating story. And obviously transitioning from an innovator to a successful entrepreneur, it often involves bringing your ideas to the marketplace. Can you share some insights into the commercialization process of your innovations? Lisa, uh, uh, thank you for the question. I, I think that I would like to share my experience uh, in uh, of commercialization uh, in the United States because I think that it's very special uh, moment that the uh, United States is living. Um, the electric vehicles, they are a very good motivation for grid transformation because uh, the, the energy demand uh, is increasing all the time. And the capability of the grid, uh, uh, it needs to increase too in the same time, yeah? And another thing is that the electrification is very important because we need to put clean energy in the grid, yeah? And it is a very interesting thing that is happening. And how to do this modernization? And US government in the United States uh, has uh, uh, doing two things. The first, regulation, it is very important because it's necessary to have a new rules in order to modernize the sector. And the second uh, thing is that they are providing grants for modernized uh, infrastructure of utilities. Uh, yeah, uh, and in the first, uh, utilities now, they can acquire cellular infrastructure for private use. It is very important because cellular is a great technology, proven technology. And of course, it is open technology. But uh, what we are doing here in the United States, we are uh, we buy meters from companies, uh, big companies, uh, uh, smart meters. We install uh, our technology inside of the meters because we create a device, a smart device to connect the meter to the cloud. But we have a very great partnership with this kind of companies. And also we have very great partnership with companies like Nokia, Ericsson, and we are sharing with them some spaces in um, in some uh, alliance, we are part of a utility broadband alliance. This is a very good, interesting organization because uh, we have two kinds of members in UVBA. And 
the, the first member is utilities, they are utilities, and the second member, uh, technology providers, and EasyMarine is a, a technology provider member. I think that for commercialization purpose, it's very interesting to participate in this kind of alliance because we can share our uh, acknowledgement, we can share our experience because EasyMarine has uh, more than 15 years working with utilities and cellular and smart meters, and we can uh, we, we can share, uh, but not only we can share our experience, but also we learn more about utilities in America. And it is very important. And another thing that we are doing in commercial uh, in commercialization, commercialization terms, it is uh, that we are promoting and participating of events, uh, trade shows, uh, very interesting trade shows in, in, in the industry. They are distributed, for example, uh, another UTC, UTC is um, utility telecom uh, conference, and we are participating in the booths uh, uh, um, uh, of our partners uh, showing our technology, how it works uh, with a, a working uh, and running with 4G, 5G infrastructure. It is very important because we are trying to bring and offer a new generation of a smart mirroring technology for electric utilities in the United States. It is a great, it's amazing. And in terms of commercialization, marketing is very important, you know, and in the first communication that we did is communicate to get the best partners in order to go uh, uh, to go together and uh, go uh, not alone, but also in company with another big companies that we are trying to transform this uh, sector to. And it, it is amazing because EasyMirroring is a it's a foreigner company, but we have a very nice experience and we have a very great solution for utilities and we have a very great partners in the in the industry. And we believe that we can contribute with the, this uh, modernization that the world needs. So Byron, I wanted to continue on about your personal journey and, and ask you about a particularly crucial moment in your career. And that was when you created the first AMI module using cellular technology for ABB electronic meters. Can you explain why this technology was important for managing energy and how it led to the start of easy metering? Yeah, it is a... Uh it is the second event uh, uh, very important in my life because we, with this event, uh, uh, I defined my story in, in the metering industry, in the utilities industry. Because, um, But I would like to say that now um, the ABB meter uh, 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 is Honeywell it was uh, is a uh, Honeywell the owner of the this technology because ABB meter uh, was acquired uh, uh, by Elster and Elster uh, electricity company was acquired by Honeywell now and this is a very interesting because ABB meter ABB is a big company yeah but in 2003. Yeah, the uh, local utility in Guayaquil, Ecuador, uh, decided to start an interesting project in order to monitor 
uh, around 3,000 of uh, industries are big customers. Yeah, and it is uh, the reason why uh, I developed, I created this device in order to connect the ABB meter. Yeah, and it is a fascinating story because Elster Electricity in those days, they 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 were the owner of the ABB meter, and they called me and they liked what I was doing. And because I was providing value to the meters, uh, because the meters, they have a problems, uh, meter, uh, they are hacked by customers in order to, you know, to the reading go down uh, and yeah, and utilities, they, they have uh, energy losses and economical losses, of course, but uh, it is a very interesting project that started in Ecuador in Guayaquil again. Ecuador in the 90s, we have a very, very great stories in digital industries, in software and telecommunication was a very great. And I, I, I think that uh, is very good part of my life, of course. This is the reason why I started and I created this technology, and it provides, of course, monitoring for customers and uh, try to avoid uh, losses in energy for utility in Ecuador. Yeah. So now let's turn back to easy metering and go back to to your current company for a little bit. And you know, we've talked a little about how easy metering aims to contribute to the energy sector and climate change by focusing on advanced metering technology. For those of our listeners who may not be familiar with it, can you explain a little bit about how this technology works and its role in optimizing energy consumption, as well as reducing carbon emissions, as well as the benefits it provides for consumers and energy providers? Um, yeah, Lisa, it is, um, it, this question is a very special question because it's part of the mission, ambition of the, my company, of course. And, and I think that... Um, um, I would like to explain, of course, what it, what it means AMI of advanced uh, mirroring infrastructure. Uh, this is a, the technology used by electric utilities in order to get and read the meter data, yeah, uh, a meter of gas, electricity, water, yeah, and uh, AMI infrastructure. Uh, is uh, includes meter, smart meters, telecom infrastructure in order to transmit the data from this telecom infrastructure, uh, a computer centers, yeah, and advanced marine software. This is the technology uh, that used uh, utilities. It's a complex uh, solution in order to uh, read meters. But yeah, it is. Um, uh, very important, but uh, I would like to to tell you that we have a big, big challenge. It is a big challenge for humanity. Uh, uh, 2050 is the deadline for humanity uh, uh, that we have for uh, decarbonization. We need to neutralize the carbon emission. It is a, a very big challenge that we have right now. And we need to start that. 
how to do the decarbonization. And the electric utilities, they play a, a, a very important role in this decarbonization process because they are uh, the majority, the, the, the major provider of energy in the world. Yeah, and uh, but another interesting thing is uh, that we uh, it's necessary to have uh, to to understand which kind of energy consumed is clean or not. It is important data and it's important information. Now we can uh, we can know uh, we we can know uh, clean energy generated what is the generated is clean and what is not clean because it's very easy to uh, to measure uh, in the generation process but in the consumption process in the end uses it's not easy yeah and it is so important to understand uh, that the unique device in order to convert the energy consumed uh, to data is the meter is the smart meter and when you are talking about a smart energy, it's not possible to achieve to have a smart energy. And government, they are looking uh, for create uh, policies, rules, and uh, all uh, kind of uh, uh, tools in order to uh, go to a, to a smart energy. But it's, but it's not possible to do uh, that if we don't have uh, smart meters. And it is another big problem in the world because in United States, we have 150 million of meters around, yeah? But only 69% of them, they are uh, smart. And the rest, they are not smart. They are traditional meters. They are inclusive mechanical uh, meters. and. It is not possible to digitalize uh, uh, and modernize uh, the electric utilities business if we don't have digital information of energy. I mean, I mean, Lisa, that uh, before to uh, to provide uh, decarbonization and neutralize uh, the carbon emission technology of this engineering, we are trying to. Uh, to change this scenario because it's more, it, the, the first step that we need to achieve is to pro, to have a smart meters yeah everywhere not exactly and it is the reason why this is the mission of this mirroring company we are an accelerator of a, a smart meter technology adoption yeah this is the interesting uh, thing this is the reason why we provide uh, meters connected around the world, utilities they can install, they don't need to acquire infrastructure. They, for example, uh, utilities in Africa or in many places where cellular uh, data uh, companies uh, are available, uh, we can transmit uh, the, this information to the cloud and utilities they can digitalize very easy, very fast. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and our competitors, they, they need to sell it telecom infrastructure, I, and it, this is the log that the vendors are putting to the electric utilities right now. And it is a problem because they are doing business. They very well because they invented this technology 20 years before. But 
for economists, no, it's a not good thing that is occurring because we need to unlock the industry. How to do that? Yeah, it's kind of set in its ways. It sounds like, and change is always difficult. Yeah, but this is the good news that the government uh, in United States government. It is very interesting regulation because with the new regulation, uh, utilities, they can acquire cellular infrastructure. This is a standard and open technology. And with this technology, we can unlock the industry. And now we utilities will have more innovation. And talking about innovation and how easy metering is providing or in the future, we contribute in in the decarbonization process. Our idea is to have uh, new meters, new smart meters behind the current meter that you have in your home. In your home, you will have a new meters in your appliance, for example. We are, we are working in a very interesting project in Chile. The regulation in Chile is very interesting because they are trying to incentive the use of clean energy uh, for heating systems. It is very, very, very important uh, because uh, they are the thermal, uh, um, uh, the thermal energy is expensive. But you know, this kind of technology is not clean, of course. And the regulation is very important in this case. Because now we, we are providing a smart uh, plug technology for heating systems in Chile in order that utilities, they can to have another rate, cheaper rate of electricity only for heating system in order to replace uh, the, the, the heating system that use gas or another uh, or firewoods. Uh, yeah, this is the idea. Behind of this is that we need to create new business model in the energy, yeah. Not only uh, add to the meter, but the home behind the meter is very important. Inside in the house, it's very important to create new ways in order to buy and sell energy because we need to to com- to create a new market in order to compete clean energy with uh, um, with no uh, with carbon energy resources, yeah. And that's a huge market. Uh, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, you know, that leads me to ask, you know, it, like I said, it, it's a huge undertaking that that your company has. So what are your aspirations for easy metering going forward as well as for the broader energy sector? Okay. Yeah. My, my aspiration in, in terms of uh, business uh, is a uh, we want to uh, to have a very good participation in the global market. Uh, uh, I think that easy mirroring uh, has the capability, uh, has the ADN in order uh, uh, to contribute uh, with uh, with all this uh, movement in order to be a better decarbonization process. Yeah, but in, in in terms of in economic terms, I think that this engineering has a potential, and we would like to have a very good participation in the market, of course. But we want to not only to get money to make money, but also we we want to contribute with the this disruption. I think that this is a disruption in the in the economy, in the energy economy, and inclusive in the uh, uh, economy of utilities, of course. Mm-hmm. 
Now, Byron, I want to turn back to Hispanic Heritage Month because this is a time to celebrate achievements and contributions. Are there any Hispanic entrepreneurs or innovators that have inspired you? And if so, how have they influenced your incredible journey to this point? As uh, I mentioned before, um, I was on a very great opportunity to work in a, a startup company in Ecuador. The when you are in a startup, you have uh, another benefits and compared with big, big working with for big companies. You wear you know? many big, hats in a startup. Yeah, because when you are in a startup, you have opportunity to understand and to learn more. Uh, and you have opportunity to grow in personal and professional terms. Yeah. And I, I, I for me, I think that um, this startup was a very good example uh, to follow and the the uh, the founders of this startup they are a very good inspiration for me too but uh, more than uh, more than this startup uh, i think that the cellular data uh, technology the first generation uh, itself was my Principal inspiration because I, I think that I it, I understood that um, cellular technology uh, will change the core and uh, I want to be part of this uh, of this movement of this wave uh, because cellular changing the life of the humanity. Of oh, course. it really has. In Think about we're all walking around with iPhones now and everything that we're capable of doing anywhere. It's, it's actually been incredible. So if you're able to do that for, for energy, that would be the impact would be tremendous. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, wow, it's, uh, in, th in this day, only era possible, uh, it was possible to make calls and send source messages. But now we have a revolution of humanity and culture. And, you know, we have a new philosophy. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, very interesting. Yeah, it's been a very interesting journey that you've had and all that you've been able to experience. And, and given that as the podcast comes to a close, I wanted to ask you, Byron, what advice would you give to aspiring Hispanic entrepreneurs and innovators who are looking to make an impact? Uh, I think that um, um, I think the most important thing uh, is the mentality. Yeah, I, I think that uh, for people uh, with my own heritage, I think that I recommend and suggest that they be honest uh, and work uh, with passion, uh, be creative. And the most important for me is when I was, uh, when I am creating technology, when I am creating product, uh, I am thinking not in a culture, a specific culture. I am thinking in humanity. I think that is very important because when you think in humanity, you have very big challenge and you have very big problems and you will have a very great uh, solutions and opportunities to achieve and to overcome these challenges. Well, Byron, I can't thank you enough for being on the podcast today, for sharing your incredible journey, as well as all your insights. This has been an absolute pleasure. 
Oh, thank you, Lisa. Thank you. It was a very pleasure to be with you, sharing my story. I hope that uh, it contributed with your uh, with your audience and your program. Thank you so much, Lisa. As we celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month, we're reminded of the incredible contributions made by Hispanic entrepreneurs like Byron in shaping a better world. We're grateful to Byron for sharing his journey and insights with us today. And to our listeners, please stay tuned for more inspiring stories in our Hispanic Heritage Month series here on Autumn on the Air. Thanks for listening to Autumn on the Air with Lisa Mueller. Get social with us and share your thoughts. You can tweet us at AUTM or visit us online at AUTM.net. We'll be back next week on the air. Be sure to join us. 